Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. I've heard that rumor. That's a great place, and we thank them for sponsoring. If you happen to go into an Ace Hardware store, just ask if the manager might be on duty. And if he or she is, let them know that you appreciate their sponsorship, won't you please? They are nice people, and they happen to be my friends. We have 40 of the stores now in the Metroplex in the North Texas area that join together to sponsor this broadcast. So say thank you, please. Uh, we go right back to the phone lines, and I invited Mike and Keller to stick around. I gave him, gave him about 45 seconds of an answer, and I can do better than that. Mike, are you still there? Yes, Neil. Well, you, you had a good answer. Um, <laughs> I, just I, I can do better. Before I head out to the store. Sure. Find bark mulch and make sure it's not dyed. Yeah, well, it it probably won't be. Um, I I don't like the rubber mulches. I, I'm not a fan of the the things that get dyed all those bright colors that that are theoretically color fast and will last forever. I just want it to look natural. And one of the reasons is that Mike, when I buy the pine bark mulch, um, it um, it can be used as an organic material worked into the beds in fact uh, when somebody asks me how to prepare a vegetable garden i'll say well i use uh, about five inches of organic matter uh, and and four different components sphagnum peat moss well-rotted compost well-rotted manure and finely ground pine bark mulch there it is so i use it in the beds i use it as a mulch on top of the ground and I even make pathways in my garden out of it, in, in our landscape out of it, if it's an area, number one, that's uh, lightly traveled, and number two, where it doesn't wash, you know, not a slope. And, uh, and, and so when I buy it, I'll buy 40 or 50 bags at a time because it's only a few dollars a bag, and uh, it lasts for a year or two years, and, and I'm thrilled with that. And I'll, the happiest day of my life is the day I put it out and spread it because it looks so good. And uh, then I can, I can get a lot of benefit out of it when I work it into the soil as well. So, but that's my own yeah. personal taste, and and nobody has the right answer or the wrong answer on it. There are people that have beautiful landscapes that use some of the other things that I just don't care to use in my own. The one thing I've yeah. used once that I regret to this day is lava rock because I I'm still finding it when I go out and try to work in those parts of our yard. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> my wife likes the look of some of the dyed mulches, but my neighbor told us that it could be bad for the soil. I, I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't think that those would have cleared uh, muster. I, I think they would have been uh, probably vetoed by some agency somewhere in some government um, if that were the case. But, um, you know, you could you could research that online pretty easily. Uh, I just don't like the the unnatural look of them. Uh, they say, well, it looks like redwood. Well, yeah, I guess if redwood is is really that red or mm-hmm. that black or whatever. Right. Okay. I, just, I, well, I want my you. I want my I want my landscape to look like my house just kind of appeared in the middle of a of a meadow, um, and most meadows don't have brightly colored. Um, stone or, or right. mulch. They, they just have what you find beneath trees. Yeah. I think my wife is going from the, the black dyed mulch is what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you're married and, and you're going to see her a lot more than you're going to see me. I think I know <laughs> where the vote needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I think I'll, I'll go with the expert. Well, I'm, yeah, this is you're not talking to a marriage consultant, though. <laughs> so, anyway, well, thank you, Neil. I, you betcha. I'm glad you waited too. Thanks, Mike, very much for your patience. All right, and we'll come back. We have Sean and Lucas, and we have two empty lines. Simple as that. Eight 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 seven eight seven K L I F. Eight 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 seven eight seven five five four three. Uh, Let me tell you about Advanced Foundation Repair, and then we'll come back and go to Sean. Advanced Foundation Repair phone number, 214-333-0003. I've always said that is the phone number it's hard to forget. It's, uh, to me, kind of like the song Hallelujah. 
heard that in in one of the dance routines, the the uh, the, the skating this week. I can't get it out of my head. I love that song. Love that song. Well, this phone number two one four three three three. Zero 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 three. It's just kind of rhythmic. Advanced foundation repair. If you have a slab foundation, the odds are you better remember that. I'm glad it's easy for you to remember it because our foundations put on this clay soil that we have are likely to begin to have problems, especially if you didn't have uh, deep piers poured before the foundation as the foundation went in. And um, advanced foundation repair can make your house whole once again. If you have cracks, if you have uh, problems developing, if you have windows and doors that don't function the way they're supposed to, all of these are symptoms of foundation problems. And advanced foundation repair can identify the problems, show you what it would take to get them made well once again, and tell you what it would cost, and you'll be surprised at how affordable they are, especially compared to other companies. This is the company I've told you about for 26 years now. It's on the web, foundationrepairs.com, plural. Foundationrepairs.com, advanced foundation repair. 214-333-0003. I'm Alan from Hewlin Ace Hardware in Fort Worth. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Scott's products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Alan, very, very much. And we go back to our phone lines. As promised, we go to Sean in Lucas. Sean, this is Neil. Good mo- uh, afternoon. How can I help you? Yeah, hey, yeah, so I, I've got uh, a lot of crepe myrtles, and I heard you talking about it earlier on your show. But, uh, you know, I had it had real nice cinnamon-colored bark. It's, uh, I think it's a Natchez uh, crepe okay. myrtle. Mm-hmm. And they've all turned black. And I see these little uh, cocoons are like maybe a quarter inch. But I saw, I saw also something you talked about, the uh, black ladybugs are all over it. So I thought that that's what was causing all this. No, the ladybugs are your friends. Um, they are uh, they are the predators on crepe myrtle bark scale. Let me give you the short version that will not sound like it's going to be a short version. The year was 2004, 18 years ago, at the Callaways in um, in Richardson. Somebody brought a sample of a white scale insect in, and. Callaway's contacted me, and they also contacted Texas A&M on Coit Road and said, what is this? And uh, nobody knew. And uh, they knew it was a scale insect, but nobody had seen it before. And uh, so Dr. Mike Merchant with Texas A&M, the entomologist at that time, he's since retired, started doing the research on it and sent it to the University of Florida, which is where the scale insect research is done for the United States and to the Smithsonian, where the scale research is uh, archived. And nobody knew. And eventually, uh, there were some some Chinese scientists here at Texas A&M who went on a a trip to, uh, to China. And they saw this scale all over China. And they realized that's what we have. Somebody had brought... Uh, the scale in from China, uh, which is why we have plant quarantines, but somebody had bypassed that, and it, it showed up in Richardson. And for four or five years, 2007 was the worst year, awful year. And for a few years after that, it was pretty much confined to Dallas and Collin counties. Fort Worth didn't know what it was, and East Texas didn't know what it was, and the other states didn't know what it was. Well, now it's gone clear to the East Coast. Uh, it is a uh, it is a scale insect, uh, kind of like a big mealy bug, except when you press on this one, it, it oozes red. Um, and in 2007, we we observed in that horrible year, we observed that there was a ladybug that came along that looked like a a regular ladybug, but it was jet black with two orange dots, one on each wing. And therefore, it was called the twice-stabbed ladybug. And they were just like a vacuum cleaner eating these up, the scale insect up. There there were white uh, carcasses of the, of the scale left behind. 
but the ladybugs did a very effective job of controlling them. What you're seeing that is black is the uh, is is called honeydew. It's it's I'm sorry, it's called sooty mold. Everybody gets worried about the sooty mold that they see, and that's just the, the remains that, that shows up after honeydew. That is, this is getting really. I'm off to Mars now. Uh, when the scale is feeding on the on the crepe myrtle, it exudes the the sap out its body, the sticky sap, and then the honeydew uh, is the substrate. The the mold grows in that. If you've ever seen an old car parked beneath a pecan tree, uh, there's a honeydew that comes out of pecan aphids, and it'll get on the old car, the old oxidized car, and that car will turn black. Same deal. My pavestone driveway turn black beneath our pecan trees same deal and and so the black has is not harmful at all it's ugly you want to see the cinnamon colored bark but to get rid of the black you get rid of the honeydew to get rid of the honeydew you get rid of the scale and to get rid of the scale you either hope that you have a big population of uh the uh the twice stabbed ladybugs or in mid-May, you put out a systemic insecticide. If it doesn't look like you have any ladybugs, you put out the systemic insecticide, imidacloprid, uh, and I'll tell you where to find all of this information in just a moment. Um, and that will keep the, the uh, scale ever from forming. Um, the, I took photos this morning out at the World Collection Park. We have, uh, we have the larvae of the... Uh, the ladybug there. They don't look anything like the ladybug. Totally different looking little insect. Uh, They look more like a Gila monster, a little bitty tiny Gila monster. Not colorful, but just they're flattened. They look like totally different. Um, And uh, if you see those, then you know that that there's help there to get rid of the scale. Anyway, that's the, it did turn out to be the very long answer. Yeah, yeah. All of this is available yeah. along with photographs at uh, crepemyrtletrails.org, and then you, you click on basic care, and you'll see pest control, crepemyrtletrails.org, C-R-A-P-E. And I wrote most of what's there. I think I wrote it okay. in less time than it took me to tell it. All right. Hey, last quick question. That, that is, uh, um, I see slash pines out where I live, uh, uh, you know, a fair amount of them, and they look healthy, but, yeah, I can't buy them anywhere. And I'd like to to plant some just to cover some, you know, neighboring buildings and things like that. So, um, in Lucas, uh-huh. uh huh. Oh no no no. Uh, you may see them, but you don't see very old ones. Um, I live in Collin County, and I'm in Lucas frequently, and uh, I don't believe I could drive you to more than two or three pines. And they're not very old. Don't go there. Don't go there, brother. That's not not a tree you want. What you really need to have if you need an evergreen to cover something and you want a big tree would be eastern red cedar. That's the native red cedar that you have all over Collin County. Um, but pines are short-lived. The iron deficiency issue is going to be your problem. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. All right, folks, I'm sorry that answer went so long. I just got carried away. So, oh, well. Uh, Rob, you'll be next. And uh, if anybody cares to call, I'd love to hear from you. Phone number is 888-787-KLIF. I just think it's kind of fascinating how uh, when a brand-new insect shows up, like happened in 2007, then all of a sudden a predator shows up and knocks the population down. It's just, it's it's an interesting phenomenon. 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, a lot of that's written up in there. It's uh, your go-to gardening reference, self-published, so I could have the book I always wanted, and so I could sign the books as I mail them. The books are in my garage, frankly. I go out and sit with Zeus the dog. We're babysitting the dog for a few weeks for a friend, actually for two or three months, it looks like. And uh, Zeus uh, and and I talk to each other while I'm signing books, and I enjoy that very, very much. This covers all topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas. And uh, so if you're buying it for a friend, you don't have to worry about whether it will apply to Quero, Texas, or to uh, your part of the 
Metroplex. It will. I'll tell you, it will. But chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. It tells you about applying a midocloprid in mid-May, for example. Um, chapter chapter 1 is the... Uh, uh, is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is the calendar. Chapters 3 through 11 are trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. 344 pages, 840 photographs. It's a hardback on high-quality paper printed in Texas. Everything you'd want in a book, it's there. And still, it's only thirty-six ninety-five, and uh, this is the fifth printing. The sixth printing will cost more. Once we get it done, it's currently on hold because of a paper shortage. Go figure. This book is not in stores. It's not on Amazon. If you want to get one of the fifth printing copies, you need to order it right away. Now, the sixth printing has a, a couple of sentences that are changed, and that's pretty much it. This book is not in stores, not on Amazon. You get it from my website or by calling my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Phone number is 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. Again, it's only $36.95. I guarantee your satisfaction or I'll refund every penny you spend on the book, on tax, on postage, everything. Uh, 74,000 copies sold and not one request for a refund. The better way to order it, though, is to order it online at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. Well, all right. I want to tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited right now because this is really fun. And I mentioned to you earlier our pastor, Pastor Tommy Brummett, from the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney is going to join us with a birding feature. And, and we'll talk about our church, too. I ask him to do that. But uh, something very special going on today. I don't know if it's beyond just today. And he'll announce that in, uh, in about half an hour. But uh, Wild Birds Unlimited probably can fill you in on it as well. These are great people. Three stores in particular joined together to sponsor this broadcast and my uh, WBAP broadcast uh, sister station, and also my electronic newsletter, eGardens. And I am so proud of these stores because they're beautiful and they are fun for shopping. All these winter birds that we have, they're so much fun to watch, and they are active right now. You need to get your feeders up. You need to get your feed from Wild Birds Unlimited. You will enjoy it just to the utmost. The birds have been so active. They have cylinder feeds that are that are pressed together, about four-inch cylinders, five-inch, something like that. They go down into a very special feeder. They have several uh, different makes and models of feeders, not makes, but models. And uh, the birds love those. The clinging birds, like the, uh, like the woodpeckers, love those. And uh, 
we enjoy those feeders as much as any feeder we've ever had. All right, let me tell you the stores. Here are the Wild Birds Unlimited stores that sponsor my programs and eGardens. Dallas, 5715 West Lover's Lane, next to Nicholson Harding Nursery and Garden Center. That's David's store. In Dallas, 5708 Abrams Road, one block south of Northwest Highway. You say, well, I don't recognize that address. Well, that's Ron's store, and he moved it just a couple weeks ago. 5708 Abrams Road, one block south of Northwest Highway. And then Bertie's store at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway, just south of Tom Thumb. That's, uh, that's in McKinney. Those are the three stores that, that uh, sponsor these various things that I do, and I'm really pleased to stand alongside them. They are so much fun. They'll help you. The enthusiasm comes free. WBU.com slash DFW, Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence. I'm Scott from Lakewood Ace Hardware in Dallas. When you need reliable, localized help for your outdoor grilling needs, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Scott, very, very much. Let's go back to our phone lines now and marking down the nature of the next question because I'd like to keep a record of all my calls. We go to Rob in McKinney. Let me give the phone number, Rob. Hang on just a second. 888-787-KLIF. 888-787-5543. How can I help you, Rob? Uh, hey, Neil. Hey, I got the same problem as the guy uh, in the first hour that uh, my Bermuda is dying out, it seems like. Uh, I'm in full sun, but it just goes to dirt. And you're talking about being sure I don't cut the, cut the grass too, to leave it too high. And I do cut it on the lowest setting that the mower has. I'm not sure the inches, but I cut it pretty low. But then... It's kind of a hassle, so sometimes we don't cut it for two or three weeks. Could the, could the fact the fact that I'm waiting so long to cut it could that be part of my problem? Absolutely, because then it is getting tall, and you're you're scalping it every time you do it. Um, ideally, uh, when we mow Bermuda grass, you want to have green grass left when you're finished. I know that sounds kind of kind of silly, almost juvenile to to say that. But what often happens when we mow Bermuda low is that by the time June comes and late June comes, we end up, after we mow at at a recommended height, we end up seeing brown stubble after we mow, even if we mow every five or six days. And what's what's happening is the grass is growing up and we're, we're cutting into the stem stubble and not into blades. And that's the one time... I, I don't know that I finished mentioning this to that that gentleman from DeSoto, but that's the one time I would negotiate raising the mower one setting, so in your case to the second level, um, so that you would have green leaves when you finished. It wouldn't have to uh, regrow the the blades every time you mowed it. But in your case, because you're mowing so seldom, I, you need to mow more often. That's really yeah. hard on the on the grass. Yeah, because it got to be kind of a hassle for us, so we thought about going every two weeks for cutting, and it that may have done well, it. Raise, raise the mower one notch so it won't be quite as much of a hassle and see if that's a compromise that the grass can survive with and that you can survive with. Do you think, uh, since i got some bare spots, and if I start mowing more frequently, should I just let the lawn kind of go on its own But before I yes. think about resodding? Well, I don't think you'll have to resod. I, I was amazed at, at a former church when we lived in farmer's branch i uh, this is back when msma was still available and that uh, the what had been the parking lot a gravel parking lot is little lutheran church 50 years ago and it had been a gravel parking lot it was full of dallas grass i thought you know before i start the thing completely over i'm going to try msma on it and see if i can get rid of it it was probably oh i'll bet it was 95 percent dallas grass and by golly, by the end of June, I had that, that lawn perfect. It was solid Bermuda. Hmm. And I don't think there were pieces, of, there were there were square feet in there that didn't have anything bigger than a matchbook uh, of Bermuda grass when I started. And, and it spread so quickly. If you, um, if you mow it low and if you use, and, and I'll confess that I used ammonium sulfate for my fertilizer just to get it growing quickly, um, and and I mowed frequently, and and that really got it growing. And then I, 
I went to a better quality fertilizer after that. I, you don't mm-hmm. want to do that very long. But I th- so, so that's what I would try. I'd, I'd try the plugs like I suggested to him. Yeah, so don't don't load on the lowest setting, but next to lowest, and but then but just more more frequently, basically. That's what I oh absolutely more frequently, whatever setting you use. But I would keep yeah. it down toward the lowest end. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Very much. Thanks for calling. All right. So when you advertise on my program, you get great results, unless you're giving your phone number to get a radio call, because <laughs> I didn't get any calls. Eight 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 seven eight seven K L I F. Call right now. I know people are out doing things. This is the kind of day that uh, you get a lot done because it's so beautiful out there. Oh, my gosh. We started the work day at the the World Collection Park, Crepe Myrtle Park. We had about 35 or 40 members of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association, Region 4, the Dallas area region. I'll have the company names who came to help today. I'll have them on the air tomorrow morning. Adrian Muehlstein is the the state chair, chairman of the board, which for a lot of organizations you would call the elected president of the board. Um, And Adrian's going to send me that list uh, tonight. I'll have it on my program tomorrow morning on WBAP. But anyway, we had all those people there helping today. And when we started at 730 this morning, it was 33 degrees. Well, by the time I left to come here, it had warmed up a lot. It was just beautiful and still is. Anyway, they're, uh, they're doing that. And uh, and I know a lot of people are out working in their yards and doing other things. But let me tell you about sunburst shutters right now. If you're uh, thinking, well, you know what, got another cold spell coming, I'm tired of the cold windows, uh, summer's coming, tired of the hot windows, those are times that you want to replace your old window treatments that really don't have much insulating value with sunburst shutters. These are the most energy-efficient uh, shutters anywhere in America. These are plantation-style shutters with 2.5, 3.5, or 4.5-inch louvers. You pick your size. And uh, they'll bring samples to your home and hold them up in the window so you can make that decision. We have 3.5-inch sunburst shutters in our home and love them. Absolutely love them. We've had them 11 years, and I have to tell you, it's the best thing we ever added to our home. The uh, the shutters are made of polywood, P-O-L-Y. Polywood is a man-made material. It looks like wood, but it's not wood. It's completely synthetic. It contains no natural wood. It doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. They're color fast, either white or off-white. Uh, if you need to have them painted to uh, match a trim color or something, they can do that for you. They have a, uh, they have a paint booth. Just a, it's an automatic, uh, auto, automotive uh, paint booth right there in the, in the uh, shop. They make every shutter to a specific window size. They measure every window opening, and they make the shutter for that particular window. That's why they fit so well. They are good. Sunburst shutters. Let them come out and show you what they have. You'll be really pleased. They're nice people. In Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco, as well as the Metroplex, call Sunburst Shutters right now. Call them this coming week. 214-343-2601. Sunburstshutters.com. 214-343-2601. Sunburst shutters. When you wake up, the crisis at the border. When you work, reopening our economy. When you drive home, this escalation of violence. What's happening right now? All day, update your day at the top and bottom of each hour. Keep myself as updated as possible. On real news and information, five seventy KLIF, KLIF.com. Well, let's talk a little bit about Neil Sperry's eGardens, my free electronic newsletter. I spend about a day to a day and a half each week writing eGardens. There are five stories. It's like an old-fashioned garden section. One story is always a featured plant for that week, uh, something that's very timely for that time of year. One of the stories is always a featured question of the week, something that is very pertinent for that time of the year. And one of the uh, stories is always gardening this weekend. The 10 or 12 or 15 things that are most critical for you to get done that weekend. It comes out Thursday evening, just a little after 6 p.m., so you can read it Thursday evening. Make your plans on what you're going to be buying on Friday so that you'll be ready to go come Saturday morning. Neil Sperry's eGardens. It's free and always will be. 
and uh, you sign up for it, you have to you have to subscribe. Uh, you have to do that for us, and then from that point on, it will come every Thursday to you. You go to neilsperry.com to sign up for Neil Sperry's eGardens. That's at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on that eGardens tab. You'll see that, and on that same page, you can see the most recent issue of Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. I always encourage gardeners to invest for gardening success. If you're going to enjoy the world's finest hobby, you need to start with good tools and good plants. Buy from reputable sources. Those of us who work with nurserymen know how good their help can be. You want someone who can answer your questions beforehand, but you also need someone who will be there year in and year out if you run into problems later down the road. Texas certified nursery professionals are men and women who have studied long and hard hours, then pass comprehensive exams covering all aspects of horticulture. Their advice is timely and it's reliable. Also, take a quick peek at how well a nursery cares for its own plants. If they're dry, diseased, or unhappy, move on to another nursery. I've done it more than once. But buy from reputable sources. It's always good if it's a local business. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. And Ace is the place where you go to tell them, hey, thanks for sponsoring Neil's program on KLIF. They'll know what you're talking about. Ask for the manager or the owner. Let them know. They're the ones who get the votes on whether they'll be back another year. They're back. They're back for this year, and I thank them for that. If you're looking for a way to prevent weeds for a beautiful lawn all season long, stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace Retailer for Scott's Weedex Prevent with Alts. That uh, name gets longer and longer every year. Scott's Weedex, E-X, Weedex Prevent. With halts. A single application of Scott's Weed X Prevent with halts in early March can prevent crabgrass and grass burrs, other problem weeds for the whole season. You'll need to have a booster shot of it in early June as well. Rain, snow, or freezing weather won't affect the product's performance, so you don't have to worry about the elements after you've applied it. So again, you put it out between the 5th and 15th of March and the 5th and 15th of June. Ace stores, parts of our neighborhoods, they're run by and owned by people you already know. Local experts with the trusted advice you can rely on. Ace stores, Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. It's a non-stop news cycle. Well, we're certainly hoping there isn't like uh, Omega or something coming on the heels of Omicron. Uh, obviously, right now it looks like that around the world, uh, things are really calming down everywhere. Even that they don't want Ukraine to be a, a member of NATO, they wouldn't uh, like to take war actions against Full coverage at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Real News and Information 570 KLIF. Oh goodness, that's what Mueller's all about. Mueller's been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for 90 years. Well, now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse and you can do it right in your own backyard. They're easy to assemble, bolt together greenhouses come in five sizes from 6x9 to 12x21 even larger. They feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to, uh, to produce. Get a great greenhouse from a Texas-grown company. Visit them online at MuellerInc.com. M-U-E L-L-E-R-I-N-C dot com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER 877-268-3553 Mueller Inc. dot com It's Mueller for Greenhouses. I'm Bill Jablonowski from Jablos Ace Hardware in Keller, Capel, and Fort Worth. We're your source for those great home improvement and lawn and garden products. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Bill, very, very much. And we go back to Saxy to Cindy. Cindy, this is Neil. Good afternoon. 
Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Um, we had a bare spot in our St. Augustine grass, and sadly, our um, 15-year-old golden retriever died, but it was the place that he always peed at kind of towards the end. And for whatever reason, the grass will not spread because he died about a year ago. And, um, I mean, you know how St. Augustine grass spreads, and it will not spread there. So um, uh, I'm wondering what I can do for the soil to get the grass to spread there. How much uh, sunlight does that area get? Pretty much all sun, actually. Yeah, it's, it's never shaded, really. All right. Uh, what other differences are there of that area versus uh, other parts of your yard? Uh, none, really. I don't. I don't get it because the other side of the walkway, the grass is spread and filled in, and that place just will not fill in. Okay. And we tried sod, um, but somebody told me something to do for the soil that I cannot remember and. You're the well, expert. I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not particularly willing to buy in on it being any fault of the dog from a year ago. I just am not convinced that that would be around that Okay, long. okay, okay. Uh, we've had uh, 35 inches of rain. That's uh, that's a yardstick of rain since then, and that would dilute any uh, any salt that would be left behind. In, in Okay, uh, okay. Uh, assuming it has been a year. Um. So that's why I'm trying to figure out if there is more shade there, if there is uh, shallow yeah, soil there, okay. if there is if if there is shallow soil there, if there is more pedestrian oh. traffic or something. There, there's, yeah. there's there's probably some difference there. Uh, have you tried planting any grass there at all? I haven't seeded anything. We have done. Well, you sod don't seed St. Augustine. You would have to plant sod. You'd okay, have to... I have no idea. Okay, yeah, we have. When did you do that, and how did you plant it? Uh, well, I don't know, nine, say nine months ago to a year. Uh, how did we do it? Uh, we just put a few pieces down, and, I mean, I don't, you know, we probably raked up the soil a little bit underneath, but you, maybe You put we entire start. pieces of sod down? We did. And did you dig uh, dig down an inch or so, half an inch with a shovel, or did you just I mean, rake the top? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I didn't do it, yeah. but I suspect he wouldn't have just laid it on top. A lot of people do, Cindy. It's amazing. Oh. I'd say I'd say ninety percent do. Um, oh, what okay. what what I would recommend if it's in full sun, what I would yeah. recommend. Yeah. How, how big is this area? Oh, not. It's like four feet by two feet. What I would recommend is uh, is getting a mini tiller. If you don't have one, borrow one from a friend. Okay. And, and just rototill that area and, and get it loosened up nicely. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know that you would necessarily have to take any of the soil out, but you could if you wanted to take half an inch of the soil out and then lay the new sod on top of that. I would do this in late April. I wouldn't do it now. Okay. Late and, April. Okay. Yeah. And uh, then water it in. And um, and that should take right off. It should be no problem at all. Uh, I don't okay, think perfect. I don't think there's anything left behind that's going to cause you any problem at all. Okay, sounds great. We'll all do right. it. Appreciate your call. Thank, Thank you. you. Let's go to Bert in Dallas. Bert, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hi, Neil. Uh, say uh, several years ago, I lined uh, my flower bed with that short kind of monkey grass. I don't know the real name of it. Uh, but it's short and it's very dark. How tall? Two inches or eight inches? Uh, it's maybe grows to about two or three, something like that. Okay, that's dwarf monkey grass or dwarf mondo grass. Dwarf, dwarf mondo grass. Thank you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, well, anyway, over the years, it's uh, grown out into the lawn, and uh, I uh, I really like it as a ground cover for the lawn. It stays green through the winter. And, uh, well, before that, what I did was plant it on the north side of my house on a small incline, and it was the only thing that worked there. Uh, but I'm thinking of 
just letting it grow further and further out into the St. Augustine. Uh, it might be tougher in terms of uh, uh, retarding the water that comes off one of the drains. You know, it's mm-hmm. washed away the the uh, St. Augustine. But I, I really like it. So far, it looks good. Okay. Well, so I do don't. Uh, I don't disagree with you. I like dwarf mondegrass. I have. Uh, I have some at, at our home. Uh, the concern I would have would be, um, if you if you ever wanted to do a big area with it, it's very expensive to do a big uh, square footage. Uh, regular. Wow. I have a lot of regular mondegrass, probably half an acre, uh, because wow. it is so easy to propagate and uh, so grateful for the chance to grow for you. Uh, the dwarf mondo grass takes years to spread and fill in, and uh-huh. lots of money. It is very expensive because it is so slow. Oh, well, but, I got uh, so much of the stuff in various places. I thought, uh, you know, I'd kind of encourage it to go grow out further. I mean, well, that stuff stays green all winter, it, and no, it's great I'm, underneath. They both uh, do. They both do. Um, you need to look look up online look dwarf mondo grass and look at regular mondo grass and make sure that what you have is is uh is not regular mondo regular mondo grass is a beautiful uh, ground cover and it will uh-huh. escape and go out into the lawn and and uh, dwarf mondo would but oh my gosh i would think it would take years decade two decades okay well, I'm not really sure if it's the dwarf or the other one, but uh, also... Yeah, and if it's I, out I, in the lawn where you're mowing it, it's going to stay very short. The regular Mondo would stay very short. Yeah, and I use it under my crepe myrtle uh, trees here where grass was, was it was too shady for it to grow. And it uh, looks fantastic. I love the green of it throughout the winter. Well, that's why I like ours. I, I have several reasons I use it. Uh, we can't grow grass beneath our pecans and oaks. Uh, so that that means I need a ground cover of some sort. I like the winter green color as well, and plus it doesn't have any runners, so I can blow the fallen leaves out of it. So that's a, a good thing as well. Uh, uh-huh. Dwarf mondo. I I I had about 250 gallons of dwarf mondo grass on a in a big bed. Oh, it's been yeah. 25 years ago, and uh, a crown rot moved in and took oh probably two thirds of them out in about five days. And since oh. that time, I have been very reluctant to recommend it as a ground cover for that reason oh really what's that yeah. called again ground it's a, it's, it's a crown c-r-o-w-n crown rot, crown uh, rot. If, you, if you look up lsu and look up liriope l-i-r-i-o-p-e crown rot uh, you'll find uh-huh. it it's on it's on uh, in that case uh, uh, variegated liriope but it's uh-huh. all the same same group of plants I'll look it yeah. up during the, this next break. I'll find it for you and, and share oh, yeah. it with you right after that. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I'd be I'd be cautious about using it in any big area. But anyway, regular Mondo, I've not had that problem with. i got to run. I appreciate your call very much. Well, thank you. You bet. Have a good day. Thank you. All right, let me uh, take a break. We'll have Pastor Tommy Brummett with a birding feature and uh, also talk about our church a little bit. I want to do that. It's only fair if he's going to. Help us with the birds. We'll let him talk about his church. So I think that's only fair. I kind of enjoy doing that myself. Let me tell you about Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, now in its fifth printing. Uh, it's actually now in the sixth printing. The sixth printing is sitting there waiting on more paper. We need paper. Um, they ran out halfway through, and I said, well, we're, we're on back order at the, at the paper company. This is a, a book that has 11 chapters. It has 344 pages. It has... 840 photographs of my best photos. Uh, I wanted all of these photos. I didn't know I was getting up to that number until Cindy Smith, my graphic designer who worked with me on this, until she said, Neil, are you aware you have 840? No, I'm not. The 344 pages. Carolyn Skye uh, was the editor of this book. She is a. These are both really good friends of mine, and they're both just so skilled. I'm really happy with this book, and I think you'll find it to be very useful. Um, it covers every aspect of outdoor gardening, lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit, and vegetable gardening for the whole state of Texas. I sign every copy as it sells, and I guarantee your satisfaction with the book, or I'll refund every penny. I've sold 74,000 copies, and I've not had one request for a refund yet. It'll happen someday, but it hasn't happened so far. 
The book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. You have to order it from my website or call my office to get it. And that's why I guarantee your satisfaction, uh, because you can't, you can't see it before you buy it. It's called a pig in the poke. The uh, phone number is 800-752-GROW. That's 800-752-4769-3695 plus tax and postage. The better way to get it, though, is to order from my website, neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003, Foundation Repairs. Thank you, sir. Let me tell you about Baylor Scott & White Health right now. I'd like to tell you, in fact, about a group of incredibly hardworking people who keep us healthy and happy. They are beloved healthcare workers who are out there on the front line. They've just gone through another one of these sieges. They have the hardest job of all. We owe each and every one of them a giant thank you. Thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough. Words you'll never hear off the lips of anybody from Baylor, Scott, and White. That's not the Baylor way. It's not easy to protect us from COVID, but we see you showing up every day and giving every ounce of your energy. So we say thank you. And to you, my listener, remember there are plenty of ways that you and I can show our appreciation to the front line. We can get vaccinated. Remember that there's going to come a time before long when we're going to need that fourth shot. You haven't had your third shot yet? Oh, my goodness, you need to get out there. Wear your mask as well. I know everybody's talking about, oh, man, I got rid of the mask. We can get rid of the mask. But you know what? When you're at the hospital or at the doctor's office, they still want you to wear your mask. And it doesn't, it doesn't hurt you a bit to wear it when you're out in public. It doesn't hurt one bit. You go to the grocery store, wear your mask. There are a lot of other things you'll not uh, be as vulnerable to if you're wearing a mask. These are great ways to show your support and share those messages on social media as well. One more big thank you to Baylor Scott & White Health, especially to the frontline people, for all that you do to keep us all safe and well. So I say it one last time, thank you, thank you. I'm Dan Meyer from Sline Ace Hardware. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community, who's there to answer your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Dan. That is one of the really lovely Ace Hardware stores in uh, in the North Texas area. And, you know, there's another person that's always on the front line, and that is your pastor. And this is our pastor, Pastor Tommy Brummett. Tommy, thank you for all that you do. You got called out on some some sketchy times in the last two years haven't you oh just just honored to serve neil it's just a blessing and just a blessing to hear your voice today we are grateful to have you i'll tell you this is pastor tommy brummett of the first united methodist church of downtown mckinney the beautiful first united methodist church of downtown mckinney historic and why don't you tell people about uh, about the services and uh, what your what your uh, sermon will be tomorrow so we have services in two locations, three different venues, uh, starting at eight o'clock and going till noon. And uh, there, there are two two places: traditional and a contemporary service here at the main campus in downtown McKinney, and then two services at our beautiful new church in Melissa. They are just doing so well. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be preaching about salt and light. Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount said you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world we'll be talking about that tomorrow when you say that you're going to have uh, services from eight until noon it makes it sound like you're going to be preaching kind of like that answer i gave about an hour ago to on crepe myrtle bark scale that would never end (laughs) 
I thought I, I told the guys going to give him a short answer, and about forty minutes later, I thought this is not a short answer. Tommy Tommy's sermons go; they seem like about four minutes because they're so wonderful. And I just said that you don't have to respond; you can just blush. So anyway, oh my goodness, yeah, oh my goodness he says. Uh, but anyway, Tommy does uh, services uh, at eight, nine, ten o five, and eleven ten. And uh, we're not a mega church. We have a mega uh, membership, but we have a small seating capacity. Yes, so we you'll do. be more careful next time you accept a call, aren't you, Tommy? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, we're, oh, we're blessed. We love it here in McKinney, and we've got new people walking in the door every Sunday. And folks come in, and I say, hey, is this your first time here? And they'll say, oh, no, we've been worshiping with you online for two years. So How fun. Uh, it's, it's, it's good, to, good to worship these days, and it'll be a beautiful morning in the morning. If you don't it's have a church, gorgeous. if you're looking for a church, come worship with us, or you can worship online. All that information is at sharingtheheart.org. That's wonderful. That's what we needed to hear. Thank you, Tommy. And uh, I've been telling folks that you are an avid birder, and uh, you uh, sent me a note about three hours ago that said, this weekend is the great backyard bird count. And I want you to explain what that is, and then I want you to explain, I thought you'd had some kind of an attack with, with that next thing that you typed to me in my text. You need to explain that word, whatever that is. <laughs> So all, all yours, T Z A T Z I K I. Tommy, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I was, I was, uh, I was trying to uh, t- tell a, a dear family member how to pronounce tzatziki, and we were having a, a Greek yogurt dip for lunch, and uh, I probably oh, that, that wasn't my text. Uh, by mistake. <laughs> I love it. Oh, even but pastors was, do that. It was delicious, Neil. It was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what is the Great Backyard Bird Count? So the Great Backyard Bird Count happens every year right around the week of Valentine's Day uh, where people all over the United States uh, just take some time to sit outside and uh, count birds. Uh, if you can commit 15 minutes, all the birds you see in 15 minutes, you can uh, type that into any of the platforms uh Merlin or Audubon, they'll all be gathered up uh, together. And just, just help us see where the birds are, how many birds there are. It's, it's a great citizen science project. It helps us understand things like climate change and habitat change and uh, how that's affecting our birds and how that affects all of us. So it's a, it's a wonderful time. And boy, what a beautiful day. I've, I've counted about 15 separate species of birds already today. And uh, the woodpeckers are out, and the cardinals in groves, and it's just a beautiful day to count. Tommy, the birds. we have about forty seconds, and so this is not a fair question. What if we don't know the birds? Well, you know what? They have all kinds of books, and on all those platforms, you can uh, type in. You can just kind of look for what a bird looks like, and it will guide you. It will help you identify, and that's Super. the way you learn. And so we start at Audubon Society, or we start where? Audubon or Merlin, any any of those uh, apps will help you do that. How fun. All right, the Great Backyard Bird Count. You can probably Google that as well. This is Pastor Tommy Brummett, First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney, sharingtheheart.org. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, folks, for listening, and happy gardening.